cannot express my gratitude. But how many of y'all know everything you are is because of Jesus? So, Lord, everything I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all right now to you. And then you just go ahead and sing and say, To God be the glory. Anybody know he deserves the glory? To God be the glory. gives us glory for us and he doesn't. He allows us to have his glory so we may show the world. The sons of God are really looking for the manifestation of the body of Christ. The earth is groaning for us to take our place. But it's difficult for you to take your place if you're dealing with a whole bunch of stuff in your life. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Y'all don't like me already. Y'all don't like me already. (laughs) But it's truth anyhow. Sometimes when we come to church, we need to have stuff that makes us hurt. Hello? You know, I I, I spent a lot of time and researching information, and I was on a website, and, and, and I watched the news also. I saw it there also. But it says that sometimes you need to wear shoes that make your feet hurt. I know y'all don't like that because it feels so good when you take those shoes off. Now, I don't know how much sense that makes, right? But he says sometimes you have, to, you have to be uncomfortable, right, in how you are and the way you're walking. So when you get some relief, you start to appreciate relief. Hello? How many of y'all been in the way too long? How many of y'all been in a troubled place too long? Hello? How many of y'all have been waiting for God to deliver you for a long time? Go ahead and just put your hand up. You've been waiting for a long time. All right, well, guess what? I got good news for you. God said he's going to deliver you, and he's going to bring you out of what you're going through, but you've got to turn a few things around. Everybody say, look at your neighbor, say, turn a few things around. Now, y'all don't know what I'm already preaching. 
I'm trying to get out some information. See, the band who thought I was going to be up here and sing for 45 minutes, praise the Lord, but I'm not going to do that. We have some uh, we have some neighbors next door, and I know that they're doing what they're doing, and I'm not going to I'm not going to be too loud on them. But I want you to get. Oh, they moved. Well, tell the band to come back. <laughs> tell the band to. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like preaching a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I need earnestly to come back. Don't go too far. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's still walking. That's all right. I'll get him. All right, you have your Bibles. Go ahead and take your Bibles out. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, see, sometimes I like to have a change-up in meals. You ever, have a, you ever get tired of eating the same meal? Chicken. Fried chicken. Uh, fried chicken dipped in barbecue sauce. Um, fried chicken dipped in honey uh, with some collard greens on the side and some macaroni and cheese. Who haven't had dinner yet? I haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But sometimes what we have to do is, you know, in, 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 in mechanics and engineering, you have to change gears when you're trying to go higher. Hello? There are low gears and high gears, but at different speeds for different places. You don't want to have it in uh, low gear when you're going downhill unless you're trying to slow down. Because you, if you ever tried to pedal a bicycle in low gear going downhill, you can't keep up with the speed. Hello? So what you have to do is, is to make sure you're in the right gear. And sometimes you have to have shock therapy, something to jolt your thinking of where you are usually thinking about stuff. Hello? Because if you've been doing something for a long time and not getting results, you need to change. Hello? Hello? So what you've got to do is, is you've got to change sometimes. That's why the pastor brings in different speakers all the time and switches up. So if you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Just a few pages over. Hello? Y'all thought we were going to be here all day. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7. I'm doing a recap of what I, I preached this morning. I'm going to do it again. Y'all, you don't mind, do you? Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 reads says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. I found it really strange. It was, it's sort of catching that he said walking by faith. He didn't say living by faith, but he said walking by faith. And then he said a correlation, but you don't do it by sight. So walking and seeing are two things that we do in the flesh, isn't it? How many of you all know that you are a spirit that lives in a body? And you have what? A soul. What is the soul? The soul is the mind. It has the will and the emotions. And most of us live there, and that's how we get in trouble, in our emotions. But like I heard a preacher say before, and I'm going to say it again, you know, don't use emotions because emotions are subject to change. Hello? One day you might be in love with me, but based upon what I do to you tomorrow, you're not too sweet on me. Or y'all ain't going to help me today. So when you live in the emotion realm, you're going to always live an up and down, up and down life. And you're going to always have trouble and you're going to always have, need somebody to talk to you and counsel with you. Hello? How many of y'all need, you know, you get tired of people calling you on the phone saying, I need to talk to somebody today, child. <laughs> right? 
And then when you get through with the two-hour conversation on the phone, because most people try to multitask. They got them phones where you put them on and down, you can do a whole bunch of other stuff while you're on the phone, right? And so you've been on the phone for two hours, and at the end of the conversation, they still going to do what they want to do anyway. Hello? That's why Pastor Reed says he don't believe in counseling. Just do what the Word says. Because guess what? Folks usually do what they want to do anyhow. But sometimes they want you to agree with them so they can arrive at the decision real quick. Right? And then when it won't work out, they come back and say, you told me. No, you talked yourself into it. So you have to have something that you can do to make sure you don't keep living mistakes. So the apostle said here, we walk by faith. Who is the we he's talking about? He's talking about born-again believers. Hello? We don't walk the way the world walks. We don't do the same things that they do trying to get God results. If you want God results, you've got to do what? Walk in the Spirit. For God is a Spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and in the truth of who He is. Well, that means you've got to know who He is. Right? We walk by faith and not by sight. I'm not moved by the things that I see. If you're moved by the things that you see, you wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. You'll look out the window and say, boy, there's so much snow on the ground. Just pull the cover back over your head and forget about it. You might wake up next to the person you married to. Praise the Lord. Well, wait a minute. You think I'm going to say something bad? <laughs> and you went to bed mad and you didn't get it fixed. Guess what? You bad when you wake up again because you didn't get it fixed, right? And so we judge things that God is doing in our life based upon what's happening in our life. You heard Pastor Reed talk about what's happening. You know, my happiness is based upon what's happening. Well, if you're living in the happening realm, you're going to find yourself not happy most of the time because most things don't go your way and you ain't going to be happy, right? So he's saying here, walk by faith and not by sight. Don't be moved by what you see. He's really saying, since you've been born again, he's not talking about unregenerated people. You know already what Pastor Reed has taught you, that if you haven't been born again, you haven't been regened. You haven't been born again. I like to say you haven't been born from above. You don't have a new father. See, when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden... He died spiritually. And so everybody that came after him died spiritually, right? You were born dead. Isn't that something? What do you mean? Well, really, you couldn't hear from God because God is a spirit. So what had to happen is we had to have a Savior to redeem us, to bring us back and be reborn or born from above because Jesus came from above first. And be born again so what? We can now hear from God, right? So, since you've been born again and you've been filled with the Spirit, now you can walk in the Spirit. And somebody said, after the Spirit, right? So you get, need to get filled up with the Spirit so you can walk after the Spirit. And, it, and it's a process. Everybody say process. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Everything in life is a process. I have found out in life that nothing that's worth having is quick. Hello? Nothing that worth ha is worth having is quick. You get something, I don't like quick cake, quick food. 
I don't like fast food. Hello? Y'all ain't saying nothing. Now, I won't call no names out because that might be some of your favorite restaurants. But the problem is, is that anything that you can make real quick and shove it through the window, I don't want it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Because what happens is there's a whole lot of pre not preparation that took place, and I got something you put through the window, and guess what? Not going to be that really, really that good. So there's a process to everything. Ephesians chapter 2. Are you there yet? Yeah. All right. Now, verse number 10 reads, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ unto what? Good works, which God hath what? Before ordained that we should do what? There's that word walk again, right? Because everything that we do as a Christian is a part of our walk. Everyday life. You know, you just can't turn on being a Christian on Sunday. Now, I know it's a whole bunch of folk that are good Christians on Sunday. But the other six days belong to them. Right? Hello? They practice being Jesus people on Sunday. Right? But the rest of the week belong to them. They, 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 they talk about folk, run folk down. They don't pray like they ought to pray. Hello? And then they don't study their word. Right? And then they expect that when they show up on Sunday, it's supposed to be a Holy Ghost explosion. Right? But it didn't work that way. The Bible says that we are his workmanship. That means that God worked the work. That you were created in Christ Jesus. Did you know that you were created on the inside of Jesus? That's what the word just read. He said when you were created, God huh, pulled you out of Christ. What do you mean? Not what you used to be, but what you are right now as born again. The life that God had intended for you, he put it in Jesus. Are you following me? And then when you heard the gospel message and you came over and said, I'm going to take Jesus as my personal Savior, he gave you the thing that was already prepared for you. That was salvation. He was thinking about you, and he knew you would go through stuff and have problems, and he knew you needed a Savior, so guess what? Jesus endured the cross despising the shame because he knew that God wanted you to be in him. You were in him before the foundation of the world. He was thinking about you. Ain't God bad? He already had it figured out that you would be sitting here today filled with his spirit, being born again, and wanting to run after God. He already knew that. He predestined. You know, a lot of times folks don't understand what predestined means. It's what you destined something to be, it turns out at the end of the line. You know, if you start on the line as a pinto, at the end of the line, you should be a pinto. Hello? But how many of y'all work at the automotive company? Anybody work at the automotive company work on the line before? Now, sometimes at the end of the line, it didn't work like a pinto. So they pushed it off and said, we'll get back to it later. Right? It needs some more work. How many of y'all know that when you're going through things and stuff is happening in your life, sometimes you fall short of being the finished product? But you end up at the end of the line, and they got to push you to the side. Huh? Well, what happens is, is that you have to realize who you are, take him at his word, and stop doubting about it. So many people doubt about what God has done for them because they've been told wrong information for years. Now, I was born and raised in a great apostolic church. I was baptized and went down in Jesus' name. Hello? And I got filled with the Holy Ghost tearing on my knees. 
I chair for about maybe two years. Come on. Well, you would chair for two years, too, if you didn't know what you was looking for. <laughs> Somebody beside you saying, hold on. Another person saying, let go. And somebody's saying, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And you're saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you. And you say, boy, when will I ever get there? Hello? Right? And what happens is bad information will give you bad results. You see? And what happens is a lot of times we show up at places where we're supposed to be ready to work, but we had the wrong information. How many of y'all are tired of having the wrong information? Preparations will prevent poor performance. That's Benjamin Franklin, y'all, if you ever read your history. If you don't prepare, you're preparing to fail, right? So guess what? You need to know who you are in Christ, and you need to know what he did for you because you're going to get tested and tried in this life. You need to know God foreordained before you got here. Still reading from the same verse. There were some things that you were supposed to walk out in your life. But he didn't mean walk as a person, but he meant to walk in the spirit. I'm going somewhere with that. Just stick with me. Too many times when we're going through stuff, we work at it the way we would work at it when we wasn't saved. Now, how do you expect to have a God result when you're doing a flesh work? You want God to take the mess you've been doing and, and, and work with it, and it's going to be God. I got news for you. Tell your neighbor, I got news for you. It don't work like that. Sometimes you need to realize that it's God that's pushing against you. Oh, you don't want to hear that. The Bible says that God resisteth the proud. The literal translation means that he's pushing against. I like to say God is the one that's holding you back. He ain't letting you come through the door. Why? Because you ain't ready. There's a way to contend for the faith. And there's no shortcuts. Tell your neighbor, ain't no shortcuts in here. So many times we want to find a better way to get there. Hello? You want to turn on your fleshly GPS, right? Anybody ever use GPS? And you want to get there early. You say, well, they say, well, do you want to go the long route or do you want to go the short route? And when you say, well, I'm going to go the short route. But when you push the short route, man, you're driving through all them little small towns and traffic lights. And guess what? It's shorter, but it sure will take a long time. Right? Sometimes you have to say, you know what? I want to go the way that's going to be with no inhibitants. I want to go the way that I can get there. And when I arrive, I'm, a, I'm arriving at the time that God wanted me to be there. Because you're walking a walk that he created you for. If you're sitting here now and listening to the sound of my voice, you're here because God said he wanted you here right now. Hello? So the problem we have is, is to figure it out. And when you try to figure out a whole lot of stuff, sometimes you got to take a lot of junk out of the way. Hello? Anybody ever try to do some cleaning and getting something straightened out and you was falling over top of stuff on the floor and, and you had to come back and say, come, kids, get these toys out of the way. Right? Because somebody been there and put a bunch of stuff in the way and you tripping and falling and hurting yourself, right? Sometimes you have to prepare yourself, right, to get work done. Hello? You know, the, the worst thing in the world you can do is show up somewhere and you ain't prepared to work. Now, I used to work. I used to punch a clock, as my mom used to say. Anybody ever in there used to punch a clock? You don't know what a clock is? You know, <laughs> you got to beat the, you got to get there before 724. Because if it hits 729, you're late. Then you, bam, hit 729, you run down the hallway and you come through the door and the meeting's over. I'm late. 
I used to do that, and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't ever want to punch a clock again. Be there on time. Because I don't believe in paying people by the hour. You know why? People try to stretch hours out when you pay them by the hour. Oh, don't look at me like that. <laughs> if you pay people by the job, they'll get the job done with excellence and move on to the next one. Right? Because they got paid for that job. Well, God created you for what? He created you for his own purposes. And you need to realize we are his workmanship created in Christ. You cannot get the job done that God wants you to do unless you check with the person who created you. Huh? A lot of us want to have good religion. How many of y'all heard about good religion? He wrote songs about it. Have you got good religion? Do you know what religion means? It comes from a, a, a word from in the Latin, uh, religio. And it means to be called into bondage again. Called into bondage again. So if you be religious, you're really in bondage. How many of y'all know that we have not been called to bondage, but to liberty? And you know that Pastor Reed says where the Spirit of the Lord is, what? No, where the Spirit of the Lord is what? It's Lord. There's liberty. There's a big difference. It's like people saying, let's all get on one accord. The Bible don't say that. He said, let's get with one accord. It's a big difference. We can all be on one accord and go rob a bank. But that's not God's will. Huh? But if we get with one accord, God, the Spirit of God, and see, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, when they all were what? With one accord. Then the Holy Ghost fell. Wonder why the Holy Ghost didn't fall before that. They went all with one accord. Hello? They had to be led by the Spirit. They heard what Jesus said, and they were waiting. Right? So you've got to be led by God, number one, to be uh, in the place that God wants you to be in. Are y'all getting anything out of this yet? I know we ain't jumping and shouting yet, but we'll get there. Hello? Wherefore, verse number 11, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the what? Flesh, who are called what? Uncircumcision by that which is what? Called the uncircumcision by those that are made by hands. That in times past we were what? Without Christ, being aliens from the what? Commonwealth. Anybody know what a commonwealth is? Commonwealth means everybody in this room got to share the same thing. It's just like we have a meal, right? And they come in here and they're going to have probably 80 dinners and all the dinners have the same thing, got all the same drinks. We all have the common same meal. Commonwealth means we all share in this commonwealth. We know the United States is supposed to be a commonwealth. How many of y'all feel like it ain't a commonwealth? I joined the club. <laughs> some folk are getting wealthy and some folk are not getting wealthy. But see, we were baptized into the body by the Spirit, and we share in this commonwealth that Jesus gave to the body. What are you saying, Pastor? I am saying that everything that Jesus died for and to accomplish, it belongs to me. You ought to say it belongs to me. It belongs to me because Jesus gave it to me by birthright. Right? And say, so, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people will get shortchanged because they want people to preach them good messages, but they never tell you what the legal contract says. They never let you read the fine print. They're doing well, but you're not doing well. Hello? And see, that's not what Jesus died for. He died that we might have a commonwealth. Are you listening to me? Now, let's move a little bit further. Turn with me now 
to Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17. Now we both know that faith, all know that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing comes by what? I, I didn't hear y'all. You need to say that a little bit louder. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. And it does what else? So it means it needs you need to hear and hear. Say it twice. Faith cometh by hearing, and it comes by hearing the word of God. It doesn't come by good messages. It doesn't come by you hearing somebody who had a testimony. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Can I ask you a question? Why are people trying to access the blessings of God, and they don't even know what the word of God says? They don't even know what he said. I have appliances in my house, and when something goes bad, the first thing I do is do what? Pull out the manual. See what's wrong, right? Well, God has a manual, right? And if something is not going the way it's supposed to, you need to pull out the manual and find out why it ain't going right. Hello? Because the problem is every God solution is in his word. Huh? It starts there. It ends there. And I got news for you. It's all in between. That's why Jesus said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the ending. And guess what, honey? He's everything in between. Why would you try to go outside of God and his word to get a solution? See, if you get a solution, it's going to be your thing to fix it when it go wrong. But if God gives you something, if God brings you out, it's going to be a God way of doing things. So then... So then, you know you don't start a sentence by saying, so then. Walk up to somebody and say, so then. No. You, 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 so y'all read later on what it was early, later on what he was talking about. But the point I wanted to make was, is that your faith comes by hearing. But let me tell you something. You need to understand that your vocal cords are directly connected to your heart. Now I ain't talking about the blood pump. I'm talking about the spirit man. Every time you're saying something, he's listening. Every time you're saying something that ain't according to what God says or the born-again experience, he's hearing it. And guess what? His faith is not getting built. Right? Because faith comes by hearing. But you need to say it like this. Say, my faith comes by hearing. And it only comes by hearing the word. That's why you have to sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to sit here and hear. How many of y'all ever went to college in here? Got a degree. You had to sit there and listen to stuff you didn't want to listen to, did you? You had to do stuff you didn't want to do, did you? Right? But guess what, baby? You didn't get no degree until you finished. Huh? So guess what? You're going to have to learn what it is that God wants you to do, and you're going to have to sit there and hear the word. Guess what? Because your, your faith is only going to be built when you take God's word and eat his word and then regurgitate his word in your everyday life. I got a secret for you. You ready for the secret? You can't be the best that God wants you to be if you only live right on Sunday. If on Saturday night and all those other nights that you are feeding and sowing to the flesh, you're going to reap from the flesh. Why isn't it that God doesn't hear my voice when I call, right? I go to church every Sunday. I pay my tithes. What are you doing with the other six days a week? Do you fast? Do you pray? Do you talk about the Word? Do you tell yourself the Word? 
Do you confess the word? Do you put your name in there when it says I and you? When you read the word. Well, you can't do it if you ain't reading and studying the word. I got another secret for you. You ready for the secret? I know y'all, you, you all just, you ain't writing down. You're looking at me. You need to stop reading the word. You need to start saying the word. You need to stand up and say your, read your word out loud. You know why? Because your spirit man is listening. Right? Hello? It will not affect you at all. Now, you can get some faith from me. I can tell you, I can come over here to Sister, Sister Mouton and say, Sister Mouton, the Lord said you're going to be healed. And she can grab a hold of what I just said by faith and get healed. Right? And, and guess what? She can live that way for a little while. But after a while, he wants her to grow up. How many of y'all got kids you want to grow up? How many of y'all got kids you want to still be putting diapers on at 19? Huh? We would all think there was something wrong with you if you came in here with a diaper on and sat on your mother's lap at 19, right? Well, what do you think God does when you act like a big old baby? Need to be changed. Need to be fed. Need to be reminded what to do. Need to be reminded to be on time. Uh Uh-oh. Did I say that? I'm sorry. Did you know that your faithfulness is directly connected to how God deals with you? Mankind deals with you on faithfulness, doesn't he? You don't think so? Be late for work more than seven times. They're going to put you on what? Probation. After that, they're going to send you out the door. Right? Why? Because they want you to be there on time. Well, if you're if you there on time because you're scared you're going to lose your job, what about God? What about serving him? What about being faithful? Do you know that being faithful is a spiritual thing? It is supernatural, huh? So when you get to where you're supposed to be and the folks that are depending on you, they see you there already. Ooh, their faith starts to grow, right? Hello? What, but does your faith, what happens to your faith when you see God show up and do exactly what he said when he said he'll do it? Your faith grows, doesn't it? Right? Well, there is a secret into being faithful, right? Now, I've been serving for four years. I've been here before everybody basically for four years. I'm serving, right? But guess what? God does not look at what I'm doing as just something I'm just doing. He's looking at that as that that boy is faithful. Hmm? Do you know that there are people that do their jobs so well that they'll be somewhere and they'll be serving a multi-millionaire running the country? I mean, running a, co- a company. And he'll say, you work so well. What do you, you work here? Yeah. Oh, man, you're so good. How about you let me hire you away from this job? I heard a story just this week about a a woman who was doing her job so well as a person, as a waitress. She was excellent. And she didn't know that she was talking to the CEO of a major corporation. And he was was interviewing her. Ooh, she's sharp. Hired her away and gave her a six-figure job. Because she was being faithful. So here you come. Monday morning, dragging here. Barely making it. Child, how I barely got here. You don't think the boss see that? You don't think that Jesus see that? <laughs> see, your, alt- your attitude will determine your al- altitude. Right? See, I learned when I was going to Bible school that you ha- in order for you to overcome a, a certain law, you've got to have a 
greater law, right? You've got to have a law that will overcome that law. Well, Jesus had life in him, and the life that was in him overcame the law that was in us, that was sin, right? Did you know that man didn't find out he could fly until what? The Wright brothers got it right. But they had to figure out that the law of lift and speed will overtake the law of gravity. You don't think gravity works? Go on top of this building. It will prove to you that it works, right? But a greater law came and showed it that you can overcome gravity. Hello? Some of us need to understand that there are greater laws that will work in the kingdom if you're walking, catch it now, as a spirit. It's not going to work for you. It's not going to turn around for you. It's not going to work out in your favor if you keep being you. I'll tell your neighbor that. Say, if you keep being you, it's not going to (laughs) work. Your old flesh creature. Hello? How many of y'all like the results you have right now? How many of y'all like where you're you're comfortable? You don't need nothing else? If Jesus came right now, you just go ahead on and just take the clothes off and be lifted up. No. How many of y'all want some more life? How many of y'all want some more finances? How many of y'all that you want God to open up some doors that you don't even know that are shut for you? Well, guess what? You got to start where you are. Hello? Let this be the first day in your life that you start going the other way. Hello? Repent means to turn around. If you was going that way, turn around and go this way. That's what repent means. If, we, if you had a crazy mind, you say, mind, get under control and start thinking straight. And if your mind won't think straight, guess what you can do? You can take the Word of God and use the Word of God in your everyday life, and guess what? Stuff will turn around for you. I guarantee you, I've seen it happen, that if you use God's words, stuff. Everybody say stuff. What, what do you mean stuff? Whatever's going wrong in your life is stuff. We'll turn around for you. And, everybody say and. If stuff is going crazy in your life, it's because you're probably not walking the way you're supposed to walk. Hello? Remember I told you earlier that if you're walking in pride, he says he pushes against. Now, pride means when you think your way is better than God's way. Now, that's a simple analogy, isn't it? But here's how it works. The Bible says, love your enemy. You say, I'll love him a little bit. He says, feed your enemies, right? I'll send them a bag of candy, right? What you're doing is you think your way is higher than God's way. And you got a job interview on Monday. Yes, I'm believing God. He's going to do it. And I'm believing God. And guess what? God got an angel standing at the door supernaturally pushing you back. Hello? Because guess what? You're not going to have a testimony to give to nobody that you didn't do it God's way and it worked. Ooh, you better listen to that one more time. You are not going to have a testimony to tell people that God did something for you, right? And you didn't do it God's way. Because that don't give him any glory, does it? No. So guess what? Why don't you just go ahead and decide to do it God's way and be settled with the matter and move on. Turn with me now. Turn with me now to uh, 1 John. Everybody know what 1 John is? Somebody say, I, John. Hey, Brother Lewis, good to see you, brother. I, John. Somebody said, I, I, John, and I, 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 John. 1 
1 John chapter 5. That's right before the book of Jude and the book of Revelation. Praise the Lord. Turn to the I Johns. All right. 1 John 5 and 14. 1 John 5 and 14. If you have it, say amen. amen. Now it says, and this is the confidence. Anybody in here lacking confidence? Anybody in here lacking confidence? You know, you can substitute that word confidence for faith. If anybody lacks what? Confidence. Anybody lacks confidence? Let's read it again. 14 says, uh, here we go. Did my page turn? No, here we go. And this is the confidence that we have in him. You should make a note of that. It says in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he does what? He said, we ask anything according to his will, what does he do? When Jesus was at the tomb of Lazarus, and he said, Father, I thank you because you do what? You always hear me. It was God's will for Lazarus to get up. And guess what? Jesus knew it was his will, so he was able to go there and do God's will. Confidence comes when you know. How many believers I got? See, if you're a believer in here, you've got to get to the place to where you're mature enough to where you know stuff is going to happen. Yes, Not just believe, well, I'm believing God. No, do you know he's going to do it? See, if you don't know, the answer is no. <laughs> Hello? Because guess what? If you don't know, then there's some doubt in there. There's some disbelief in there. And doubt and unbelief comes because you don't know his will. Well, how come you don't know his will? You don't even know what the word says. See why you need to know, you need to speak God's word in your life. You need to, oh, I was reading my word. No, you need to speak it out. You need to hear yourself say the word. You need to feed your spirit, man. That's why some of the churches you go to, you see, we got faith food stores. The bookstore got all them books in there. And you can feed your faith by reading those books. But I got news for you. If you don't start confessing the word in your life, it's not going to manifest. Now, you may have a Holy Ghost accident. Everybody say Holy Ghost accident, which is mercy. Sometimes God has mercy on us and allows things to happen. But guess what? God wants you to grow up. Verse number 15. And if we know that he hears us, he says, whatsoever you ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Anybody asking God to do something today? Anybody asking God to fulfill something today? If you know he hears you, you can go ahead and rejoice because you know it's already done for you. That's why the song says, don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now. Why? Because I asked him and I know he heard my petition. See, when you know that somebody hears you, you can hang the phone up. They're going to be here to pick me up, can't you? Right? But if you don't know they heard you, you dial them back. Hey, wait a minute. Did you hear what I just said? What did you just say? Come pick me up. But if you don't know they heard you, you better call back. Right? If you don't know that he said it, you better go find scripture that backs up what you're asking God for. But guess what? If you're not asking God for what his word says directly in correlation to what your situation is, you will never get it. Never. Because the Bible says it is impossible to be pleasing which means it's a process, to God without what? Right. 
And he said, without faith, you can't be pleasing. And guess what? If you don't have God's word in your life and you've taken it to be the final authority, guess what? You don't really know. Right? How many of y'all want to move to where you really know? That you know that you know. That you know that you know you know. But see, it's a process. Everybody say process. Uh, Now, 15 says, for we have the petitions that we ask for. Did you know that prayer is just simply asking? And talking, most people think that prayer is this long ritual where you have to set up a table, you got to put on a prayer shawl, you got to put powder on your chest, you got to put a certain hat on, right? You got to play your certain songs, right? You got to have a certain closet. Some folks, I know somebody had an altar in their house, like from the Old Testament, and then they're going in there, they boy, they're getting close to God when they get on that altar block. It, then they got, you know, the altar used to have horns on it, and they say, "Go ahead and in, lay on the altar," right? They really getting close to God. But what they don't understand is, is that the temple of God is you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He's on the inside of you. So you can't rely on stuff you see. I'm going somewhere. We walk by faith and not by sight. We have to rely on the inner witness that has given us the image of who God is by the word. So when people tell me they're believing for stuff and people tell me they know God, I start asking them scriptures. I start asking them, well, what's this? Well, what, what do you believe about this? I start doing Christian apologetics. Anybody know what that is? I want to see if you really know what you're talking about or are you just being religious, you know? Do you just have on a suit and a tie? Do you have on a big hat long dress? Do you really know what the Word says, right? How many of y'all been waiting for God to do something for 42 years, Right? I know some folks have been waiting a long time to do, for God to do stuff. And you know why he's not doing it? Because they don't know that he hears them. And they're, they made petitions. And they say, when it don't work, they say, um, well, he's saying wait. <laughs> How many of y'all ever said that? Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, brother, for elder being honest. Well, he don't want me to have it right now. See, once you put the word out to people, you got to say, well, the Lord didn't want me to have it right now. Well, no, he said he, he died that you can have healing. He died that you can have salvation. How come he don't want you to be well? You can't serve him when you're not well. You can't serve him when you're broke, busted, and disgusted, can you? I can shout, praise God, do cartwheels when I got a whole bunch of money in my pocket. Or y'all ain't going to say nothing. Can you praise him better when you got some money in your pocket? Hello? Oh, you, oh, you can praise him when you're broke. I want all the broke folk to praise him right now. You better be able to praise him wherever you are. <laughs> praise the Lord. Now, go with me now to Second uh, Corinthians 5, 21. Doing a little bit of reading. What, what time is it? I got, I told you I'm going to get you out of here. But I want to give you something to think about. Second Corinthians 5, 21. If, you say, if you're there, say amen. If you, if you look and say, oh, I'm looking. 5, 21. Now, see, I uh, grew up in a organization where uh, say what? Second Corinthians five twenty one. Somebody give Uncle James a, a, a longer Bible. Second Corinthians five twenty one. For he has made us I'm just messing, I'm just messing. For he has made him to be what? Sin for us 
who knew no sin, that we might be made what? Listen to what he said. He's saying he made Jesus to be sin for you. The purpose he was made is for you not to be a sinner. Uh-oh. He was made sin so you wouldn't have to suffer the death of separation from God. See, most people have, they got it confused and all this stuff. But, but, but to be um, uh, unborn again and not have the spirit of God, it means that all it is is that you're spiritually unregenerated. And you know if you are not born again by the Spirit, you can't even talk to God. Hello? Because those that worship Him must worship Him by what? In what? And in truth. So if you ain't born again, you can't even talk to God. So guess what God did? He said, you know what? I'm going to settle the matter for them so they don't have to worry about it no more. I'm going to make Jesus be sin for the whole world so they don't have to worry about it no more. <laughs> ain't God bad how He fixed it up? He became sin for you, and you became his righteousness. What does righteousness mean? Do you know how right Jesus was before the foundation of the world? He was the heart of God. When God revealed himself and revealed himself, he revealed Jesus. Because Jesus is the heart of God. Jesus is the reason that he came to the earth. Jesus is the reason why he keeps putting up with your man. Because when you do crazy stuff, he sees Jesus. Come on, somebody. When you are not doing and living the way you are, guess what? He keeps on looking at Jesus. Why? Because he knows that he, he keeps on holding on to you and loving on you. You're going to get it right. How many of y'all know that God is the God that knows your, your past, your future, and everything else? And guess what? If you keep on staying with Jesus, one day he's going to help you get it right. That's why I say don't run from God when you do crazy stuff. Run to Him. So when you call for prayer, what do people do? Just wait. No, wait. Take off and run. If you were going down a ship and you saw a hole to swim out, don't wait. Swim out the hole. Right? Okay? But so if you give, God gives you a way out, run to Him. When your heart keeps pulling on you to do something different, don't keep pushing the voice down. Do what the voice says. That's your reborn spirit crying, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, dear Father, help me. And what do you do? Because your flesh and your brain double-team your spirit, you say, another day. I'll do it later on. I'm talking about walking by faith, y'all, and not by what we see. But most of us are motivated by what we see, right? It's, some people are afraid of just the very thought of something bad happening. Oh, God, it may not go good. What? I'm going to stay home. It may be an accident today. Did the Lord tell you that? No. What didn't go on where you're going to go? But the fear keeps people from doing a whole lot of things because fear is stifling. Fear will make you imagine stuff that makes no sense. I think my husband is cheating on me. He didn't come home at the present time. What happened? He had a flat tire. But because you're moved by fear, the devil knows fear. How many of y'all know that the devil is attracted by fear? Because he sends fear. He sends suggestions and he watches your reactions. Because he doesn't know what's in your heart. Right? The devil don't know what's in your heart, y'all. He hasn't peeked into your future. No, he has not. Because he's not God. 
God is God, right? But what he does is he's, he's the father of suggestions. He'll suggest to you that that heartburn you had right now from eating all that pizza is a heart attack. He's a, you're going, and you are going to die. Right? Because he is the father of suggestion. And guess what? He don't never suggest good stuff. It's always crazy stuff. Oh, we ain't going to be able to get paid this weekend, and the house is going to go into foreclosure, and we're going to be living on the street, and honestly, you know, we're going to be dead. That's what the devil will do to your mind if you let your mind run away with you. How many of y'all know the devil will run your mind all around the world, and when you come back, you'll be stripped like a raggedy, naked person? But you have to capture your mind. You know how you capture your mind? With patience, possess your soul. Well, how do you do that? Got to know what the Word says. Well, how do you know that? How do you know that faith gets? How can you give, build your faith up when stuff is going wrong? Pull your word out and start walking around your house, reading your word out loud. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing, and it comes by you hearing you say, not by watching. And, and, and if you need to hear somebody good, you can put my CD on and listen to it. Because faith will come, right? Because it comes by hearing. And then join on in, see? See, the, 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 the time that we're supposed to be all with one accord is when we're singing. That's why we sing songs that talk about his goodness and his mercy. And we sing songs that talk about his word so we can all say the same thing. We don't do that so we can. We don't just do that because we don't sing boring songs. I know y'all, some of y'all think the songs are boring. But we sing them for the word content. And if you ever get a revelation of the words that you're singing, yeah. the prepaid legal will join us in the service. Hello? Right? Because what happens is most of us have been fanned to sleep. You ever fan somebody to sleep? I used to have two little boys, and when they were young, I would hold them like this, and, and they would be moving, and I would start blowing on them in their face, in their eyes. And about five minutes later, they'd be like, because I'd blow their eyes to sleep. <laughs> Fan them to sleep. This is what religion does to you. It fans you to sleep. And guess what? You sit up in the pew. You ever seen somebody sleeping in church? They'd be like this. And somebody, they'd say, the preacher say something real loud. They'd say, yeah, yeah. they ain't getting anything, right? Right? Because they've been fanned to sleep. And see, the problem you have to work, the thing you have to look at, and be concerned about is, what is happening in your life that's fanning you to sleep? What's making you lackadaisical about what you should be doing? What's making you lackadaisical about preparing yourself? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, about that. Preparation to read the Word is important. I'm not talking about just at every moment. How about preparing yourself to receive from the Word of God when you read it? Hello? Don't you prepare the condiments when you have a meal? You get your plate out there, boy, and you put the silverware, and some of y'all get the hot sauce out and put it over there, salt and pepper. Then all of a sudden you get the food on the plate, right? Right? And then you say, let's go to work, right? Why? And then it seems like it tastes better because of the presentation, but it was the preparation. See, if the preparation is right, the presentation don't matter. Really? Huh? Just put it on the plate, somebody said. Well, I tell you what, I like a nice, you know, you know, nice steak, you know, medium, well, right? And you put a little soy sauce on it. Hey, I felt something. <laughs> and, and I like, I like ribeye, but that's another story. 
<laughs> Y'all ain't going to make me go that way. Turn with me, uh, to, turn with me to Hebrews, one of my favorite books, Hebrews. I wish it said, said Shebrews, but it said Hebrews. So I get up every, I get up and make the coffee. Thank you, Jesus. My wife is like, if you, if, the, if you don't go away, the comforter won't come. The comforter is that coffee. <laughs> Hebrews. Oh, that's trying to say, say, tell your neighbor, say, draw the mind in. Draw your mind. Hebrews 6 and 14. I'm sorry, 4 and 16. Four and, Hebrews 4 and verse number 16. Hebrews 4 and verse number 16 says, let us, talking about you and I, born-again believers, let us what? Therefore, come what? To the what? That we may what? Obtain what? And what? In the time of need. Notice that mercy is at the throne of grace. Did you notice that? It used to be called the mercy seat. But aren't you glad that Jesus one day... When God rose him up by the Holy Ghost, made that transcendental flight at the speed of light, passed all of those celestial bodies and landed and touched down in heaven. And he walked across the crystal sea and he went into the temple that's in heaven and he went past all those places, the labyrinth and all those places and went into the Holy of Holies and he took that blood and he poured it on the mercy seat. And then after he poured it on the mercy seat and he looked and it became the throne of grace, then the Bible says that he sat down. Not only can you find grace, but there's an intercessor there making intercession for the saints. What is the present day ministry of Jesus? He's making intercession. He's grinding petitions. He's hearing your prayers. And is it a throne of grace and you still can have mercy? Some of y'all should have shouted on that one because guess what? It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. It doesn't matter what folks are saying about you. There is a throne of grace that's prepared for you. And guess what? You can come boldly. What do you mean come boldly? You can walk in and act like you're supposed to be there. Because guess what? If you're in Christ, you are supposed to be there. You're inside of him. And guess what? Come in boldly. That's why I don't never say, Lord, if it be thy will. I know what your will is. I know you want me blessed. I know you want me to be on the best side of everything. So, God, I know it's your will. See, that's why I don't pray at a deficit. Because I know what God said he'll do. Because I know what his word says. And see, if you don't know what to say, just get his word out and pray his word. And see, you can't pray unless you say. There are no silent requests. Lord, you know my heart. He knows your heart. Yes, he does. But you've got to say something. Do you know that words work in this realm and it works in that realm? You ever seen those stupid commercials where people try to make dogs talk? I love you. You heard them before? And he don't even know what he's saying. But you know what you're saying. And words have meaning to you. So you can't be silent. I'm waiting on God. If you're waiting on God, why don't you praise Him while you're waiting? Why don't you open up your mouth and tell the Lord how much you love Him. Tell Him He's a great I Am. Tell Him you are my Alpha and Omega. Tell Him you are the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And God, I'm going to serve you. But see, what the devil does, it makes us be religious. I'm going to be quiet and hold my peace. People that hold their peace are going to die. 
He told them to hold their peace at the river Joy, at the river, the Red Sea. Remember? Hold, hold still to see the salvation of the Lord. You, ain't got, you can't hold still now. You have to go out and take what belongs to you, right? You have to take it, why? By knowing what the Word says and making your confession and watch God do it for you. How many of y'all would have servants and you let your servants rest while you're working? The Bible says that your faith is your servant. And if your faith is working with you, and when you get ready to retire, when you come in the house, you sit down and make, let your faith make you a meal. Why? Wow, he's your servant. Your faith is your servant. And guess what? Most of us have our faith sitting down. He's enjoying what we enjoy. You buying his meal. Uh-oh. You letting him rest when he's supposed to be serving you. Let me tell you a secret you don't know. Your faith never gets tired. It's your mind that gets tired. That's why he said, be not weary in well-doing. For we know in due season, tell your neighbor, say, in due season, my time is coming. God's going to bring me out on the other side. I've put my trust in the Lord already. I know he's going to bring me out. I know he's going to work it out because he told me he would work it out. And greater one is on the inside. I'm not worried about folks in the world. I'm not worried about what the world is saying. I'm not worried about what the world is doing. Let the stock market crash. Let the banks fold up. Let them elect a new president. Let them do whatever they want to do. I'm standing on the solid rock, and I'm not going to turn around. Because the word works. It never fails. He said, heaven and earth. This stuff y'all looking at, it'll pass away. But my word shall never pass away. My word shall never go away. My word shall never change. If he said it, he'll do it. If he said it to you, he'll bring it to pass. Wait on the promise of God. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about stop doubting. Mark 11, 23, and I'm closing here. Mark 11, 23. Mark 11, 23. And I'm going to close here because we're close to the time to close. I ain't going to be like the old preacher said, I'm closing now. Mm. I'm getting ready to close. Yes. Mm. Lord, have mercy. Y'all stop. Wait, 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 wait. Mark eleven twenty-two. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. The literal translation says, have the faith of God. What do you mean? Say what God would say. God will say, sickness, you can't live here. Faith will say, devil, you can't live here no more. Faith will say, I'm going to live and not die. That's what faith will say. Come on, let's read on. Verse number 23. It says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, point to yourself, say, I'm a whosoever. Whosoever shall say to whatever problem you're having in your life, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And shall not what? Doubt in his heart, which is your spirit, but shall believe those things which he what? Saith. He didn't say believe it. He said saith. Oh, y'all found something here. He says, you don't believe nothing you don't say. Uh-oh. So my question is, how many of y'all been talking wrong? How many of y'all been sitting by silently trying to figure it out when the Lord had already worked it out? Hmm? He says, and he shall saith. Shall come to pass, he shall have, everybody say it, whatsoever he saith. Notice he said, 
he said, he said, say it how many times in that verse? Go ahead and count it. He said, you have to say it three times more than you, what? Than you think it. You got to say it more than you believe it. Right? Guess what? Because there's a supernatural operation. If you don't have faith, if you start confessing the word, the word will come. Guess this is how it works. You start saying the word, and when you're saying the word, the word, the faith comes on the inside of you, your reborn spirit, man. Because the word of God is faith food. Right? And see, when you're saying it, you're saying it to yourself because your ears are directly connected to your heart. And if you say it long enough, guess what? You start believing it. But see, don't stop there. You've got to get to the place to where you know it. So if I asked you right now, what's your favorite scripture? Could you quote it? Mm-hmm. And if you needed healing, what was your favorite healing scripture? If you needed money, what's your favorite money scripture? If you need the devil to leave you alone, what's your favorite devil leave me alone scripture? Huh? Because there's something in the book for every occasion. He says, so whosoever, I'm a whosoever. And then he said, a whatsoever. We are room full of whosoever's and whatsoever's. We say it shall come to pass. But the key is you got to start saying. And see, the devil comes to discourage you from saying. In the Old Testament, he came to make them stop living right. But he came to make us to stop saying right. Ooh, y'all better go here. Y'all better listen to me. If you are not confessing God's word over your life in the way that God wants it to be spoken over your life, you are living beneath the privilege. You may be having a few battles won. You may be having a little bit of victory. But guess what? When you begin to take this word that I'm preaching today out of God's word, you will begin to have every victory that God intended for you to have. See, when I pray for people, I say, what are we praying about? Oh, we'll have a silent request. No, you don't. Because a silent request is not a request. How many of y'all will marry a man that will never say, I do? The judge won't let you get married unless you say do. They know that in the world. Do you take this woman? Blah, 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 blah. Standing there. He won't even let you nod your head. You got to say something. Why? Because words work in this realm. Words work with you. Whosoever saith. Whosoever saith, whosoever saith, they're going to have what they say. So my question is, are you saying what you want? Are you praying what you want? Don't be a doubter, but be a believer. Stand on your feet right now. Stand on your feet. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word today.